guys, you're tuned into the Dope Girls Pray Podcast. I'm your host, Kamisha H. We have a special guest coming on tonight, and I know you do not want to miss this. Stay tuned and remember, Dope Girls Do Pray. All right, so we're live. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Dope Girl Spray Podcast. And you are tuned in today. We're going to be, the topic today is going to be music and the prophetic. And our guest speaker for today is Adele Kimbrough. And we have a special music musician, Tim Clinton. All right, Adele, so we're going to just dive right in. Yes, um, let's and the do first, it. Yes, sir. And the first question that we have tonight for the podcast, um, for the Dope Girl Spray podcast, is how is music the umbilical cord to the prophetic? Wow. That is actually a really powerful question. I, I, first thing I really want to say is um, thank you for allowing me to come on here. This is a privilege and honor that, you know, you would think about. I, I, I really admire what you're doing with the Dope Girl Spray podcast. I listen to it all the time. It's a really great person. I want to thank Tim as well for coming on great guy um music in the prophetic I, I i feel like music in the prophetic is very needed because when you flow in the prophetic there is a certain sound that you need and that's why musicians that's why prophets all over the country they call tim because they know that he has a sound and because he has that sound people are more prone to call him and invest in him because they believe in that sound. Um, but I'm even reminded of the prophet Elijah in the Bible. They asked him to prophesy, and he was like, no, I'm not going to prophesy unless you get me a skilled minstrel. So I think that music is the umbilical cord, because of the umbilical cord, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I know this correct, um, the baby cannot receive the nourishment that it needs in order without the umbilical cord. So I think that the prophetic is very important when it comes to music because it creates a sound and it puts the prophet in a different atmosphere. Okay. Wow. That's a good answer. Um, and I also think <clears throat> it is, it's important too, as it pertains to being like the umbilical cord, um, because like even with worship, I'm mm -hmm. um, not saying, you know, because you can be musical with your voice. It's not just always an instrument, right. um, but just like the form of, of worship and, and singing and praising, um, it, it invites it, the Holy Spirit in. It, it sets the atmosphere. Um, and I Absolutely. do it all the time, just being in the house by myself. Um, I, the Lord has me in this season singing without music, just, just wow. learning how to um Pressed in his presence without having an instrument. Not saying nothing Absolutely. is wrong with instruments, but sometimes some people become dependent, if that makes any sense, on an mm. instrument that they think that that's the prophetic, like, oh Lord, like exactly. the instrument. Not saying the instrument, yes, alone can be, you know, a, a prophetic um, musical instrument. However, our voice, because we have authority also in our voice at the same time, that's where, you know, life and death is, is in the tongue. And right. so people have to open their mouths too. Um, so it, it definitely is, um, I believe, you know, personally, that it is the umbilical cord um, to the prophetic, along with other things. But that's one of the things. Um, wow. So the next question is, what is a psalmist? Because, a and I have to say this before you start. Okay. Because okay. you see a lot of people that label themselves as a psalmist because they sing. But okay. that's not truly the definition 
um, linguistically um, mm. for who a psalmist is and nice also word. prophetically. That's not the definition of what a psalmist. So let's just dive into that. What is a psalmist? Now, honestly, can I, you're going to, this, this is off script, but uh, Tim you're actually fine. can answer this question uh, better than uh, <laughs> I can. can. Tim, what is a psalmist? Um, two things. Number one, oops, I'm going to hit my piano. Um, it's, it's, I just want to know where can I share this broadcast because I'm looking and I understand this content isn't oh. available right now. Oh, no. Let me see. Uh, can I inbox it to you? Okay. Um, a psalmist is kind of a synonymous to a minstrel. Um, people may agree to disagree or however they may feel, but the psalmist slash minstrel works solely for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look in the Bible, um, when, even when Saul said, send, uh, send me, go get me a minstrel, that was synonymous to a psalmist. Um, we all know David was the one, but even in the midst of the minstrel, even even though they picked David, there were minstrels all coming together. David was picked. So a psalmist itself is one that sing, play, whatever you do. If you if you a, a praise and worship leader, minister, music, keyboard player, you dedicate. Um, your work solely unto the Lord. You don't do no house, nothing, no, you know, secular, you know, and then we can play it's a, it. it that can get very tricky too, because when we use the word secular, you know, what do we actually mean when we say secular? Because when you look at, you know, classical music, that doesn't necessarily mean bad, just, you know, mm-hmm. because, just because it's not under the umbrella of gospel. But psalmists dedicate their sound right. solely unto the Lord. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. It is. Go ahead. What are you about to say, Adele? That that that's powerful. Like so so Tim, so you disqualified being a psalmist if you do any secular work? No, you you're just a musician. You're just a musician then. So yeah. you you're saying to me that a psalmist is somebody that a hundred percent don't waver so you're telling me that a musician that that's powerful and anointed and play in church, but also may go and play for like a jazz club is not, he cannot, he's not considered a psalmist. Yeah. See, that's why when you, even when you look in the book of Mal- uh, Malachi, when, when God was telling those to sow the, sow a tithe, sow a tent, right. uh, bring, uh, so there may be food in my house, right? Because the Levites didn't do nothing outside of God's house. That's right. It, you, you get what I'm saying? They, you ain't seen the Levites taking a separate gig, you know, with with, with, with those outside. Wow, that's you, powerful. You get what I'm saying? So, right. Um, no, ain't no secular nothing. You right. ded- your sound that is dedicated. Now, the 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 the, the catch is. Is the mus- musician outside of his will if he mm. don't if he don't dedicate his sound unto the Lord? See that that's I don't know if we got enough time to go into that, but I no you got I time. I got a problem with that though. Okay, because I, I wrote a song called Miss Anonymous. Um, you know I'm not a R&B artist or anything, but I wrote a song about love and my desire to want to be married. I, but you produced that song. Yeah. Does that disqualify us? 
from being solvents because truth be told, you know, if we're going to save people, we have to be able to enter into different sects of society. We right. have to be able to in, uh, go in and infiltrate the music industry, not people that's in gospel music, but people that's not saved. Mm-hmm. So can we say that we're not a psalmist because we're trying to infiltrate that? Now, it's no crazy lyrics on the song or anything. It's, 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 it's not, you know, it's just talking about love. So, and the, Yeah. So I'm going to chime in because I hear the Lord speaking, because we know mm. linguistically that the definition of a psalmist is someone that, that hears from the Lord, but it's on a musical level. This is what makes a psalmist. Mm. Because some people believe just because they can sing, they're a psalmist. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You just have a voice you can sing. We're not taking anything away from you. But a psalmist is someone, it's a prophet, one. And it's a prophet that hears from the Lord as well. And so what you're saying, it is correct because, for instance, if you hear from the Lord and say, for instance, you're in an environment, not saying like a bar or anything, I'm not going to speak on that. But say, for instance, you're in a social gathering Mm -hmm. and you said the song that you made um, and we're supposed to be able to infiltrate. Maybe there's somebody in there that's suffering from the spirit of suicide. And so the Lord may give you a song. You know, that you can sing to minister to them without right. them even knowing they're being right. ministered to. Exactly. So gifts and talents come without repentance. So it doesn't take away, you know, mm. from a person because, say, for instance, you're at a meeting. I don't know, a board yeah. meeting. I don't know. And mm-hmm. the Lord starts speaking. And maybe it's a, a, such a setting where, like, you know, Tim was there. He's playing or whatever. Y'all having a light dinner or whatever. Anything. And they may ask you to sing or they may not ask you to sing. And you just get up and feel led to sing. And you sing a song that may minister to someone's heart. Yes, that's a psalmist. Because at the end of the day, it's, it still falls in the, the realm of being a prophet. And so our job as a prophet is to uplift, to exhort, to correct, you know, correction and all of that. So, yes, yes, that's but, literally what. Go ahead, Tim. What you about to say? But, Dr. Henry, here's my problem with that. <laughs> not, not all of what you said. Um when we say the gift and the callings come without repentance, this, uh-huh. this, the scripture actually me has absolutely nothing to do with us. Because right. usually saved folk think that just because they live any type of way, they feel like, oh, I'm still anointed. So that means my gifts and my calling have, no, 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 no. The gifts and the callings come without repentance. That is saying that God would not repent for giving mm-hmm. you the gift. Woo. Wow! Come on, Tim. Woo. Jesus you know, Christ! So it ain't got nothing. So why? My you, God! You're not a. If you think you're a fornication, a fornicating worshiper, worship leader, you think you're okay because you're still anointed. No, you're not okay. God just yeah. won't. God won't repent for giving His hands is free from whatever you do. That's part of His free will. That that's Him giving you His free will. So it ain't got nothing to do with saying like, oh, I'm still anointed. But you know, I'm have I'm doing all this other stuff that I'm, I know, but I'm still no 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 that ain't got nothing to do with God. And 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 it's and it's true because we're gonna go off a little bit because like when you said about an anointed musician or even a say for instance anointed praise and worship leader, we talked about this on the um podcast that we had entitled about worship. It shows when you're living that lifestyle, it does show. Yeah, it does show people can see it, whether or not people want to believe it or not, people can actually see. You can see, and when you have um, discernment, a prophetic gift, or whatever, you can tell, you know, on the praise and worship team who was drinking that week, who was having illegal wow. sex. You know, you Wait can a who was Wait smoking. A so it's a sin to drink? 
Now, now we're not going to even go into that and talk about about I, that. No, now, I'm just, no, I, I'm just kidding. I'm we, talking about alcohol. Like if we're talking about alcohol, you know, yes. Now, it wine, is? I know it's different for alcohol, liquor. Okay, so what scripture is that? Oh, I don't have a scripture. I do. But at the end of the day, oh, go ahead, Tim. Bible says, talking deals with drunkenness. Right. That's a sin. Drunkenness is a sin. Yes. That that's not talking about the consumption of alcohol. No, no. Drunkenness is when you have consumed too much alcohol. Yes. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna be transparent for a moment because right. I'm very okay. transparent on this podcast. Okay. And so I will say this as it pertains to alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um it does. It, it, it it's limitations and i'm not talking about consumption meaning how god can use you right because you can't be dirty and think that god is going to use you to your fullest potential and i'm gonna be a witness here and i'm gonna be honest because for instance um when i first really started to walk into my call and i became serious you know about my call even though adele you were the first one and i had to be honest this was maybe four mm. years ago before wow. i even knew who i was when I really first got saved, saved, because even though I grew up in church and I went to Islam for those 13 years and then I came back to Christ. But when I actually got saved at 30 years old and I remember I was going through my job season and I was losing like everything. My marriage Lord was like just just purging. He was like just taking me through this process to get me to where the start of where I am today, because I'm nowhere. But the right. start of where I am today, you were the first one that said to me, because, you know, I believe that with prophecy. The Lord is going to come to bring correction first. And people that prophesied to me in the beginning, it was for correction of my spirit. Like That's the first right. prophecy that I ever got was to say I surrender because I wasn't fully submitted. I wasn't fully committed. I was like one foot in, still in the slam, and the other foot, you know, trying to think about walking into Christianity. And so point in case was, you were the first one that said to me almost four years ago when you yes, prophesied to me in mm. delaware i think it was the church and you said to me you were called to preach to the nation mm. you said that to me and so even then i didn't take my call serious like 100 percent. it was like okay that was the first time i ever heard it so i didn't even know that i was preaching to where right. i was going who was i know anything that was just the first time the lord just allowed me to hear a little bit of who i was yes lord. and so okay now going uh three years later and i remember i was drinking you know i was having illegal sex i gotta be honest you know and when i first found out really that i had a prophetic gift um and you know people were saying you know especially one particular friend you know you're a prophet you're a prophet i was like what 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 you mean what 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 and so when i became serious and i said okay god you know because i was starting to hear from the lord really clear and I mm -hmm. said, okay, God, I, I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm seeing. I need you to do more. And so the Lord said, what are you willing to give up? And I gave up alcohol because <laughs> there wasn't too many big things that I was doing. It was alcohol and the sex. And so when I gave up the alcohol, and I'm just speaking from my own experience, I started to hear the, the Lord gave me grace. I was hearing, you know, a little bit better, seeing a little bit better. Then the Lord said, what else are you willing to give up? I said, Lord, I want to be kept. And from there... It was like it took off. So I do believe 
you know, at the end of the day, God can't use you dirty. Whether or not, you know, a person want to say, well, it's legal and it's not legal. It's, it's just certain border, like thin lines that I just try to stay away from, regardless if it's legal or not legal. You know, at the end of the day, I want God to be able to use me. I want to be in the right place at the right time. And I say that twofold, meaning the right place position and right place and posture. Go ahead, Tim. Okay, good. Um, When the Bible says that, uh, I think it's Isaiah 64, when it talks about the filthy rags, talks about our righteousness is filthy. And, and no matter oh. how right we think we are, we are filthy in his yeah, eyes. That's right. So when we say, well, when we say give up something, is our giving up have something to do with our lifestyle? You asking that question? Yeah. So, it for me, I'm gonna speak for myself. Me giving up something, it, it was a part of, of lifestyle because I want my words to match my walk. I don't okay, want to preach go. this. Go ahead. Because at the moment of David's death, the way the way they knew he was dead is they had to stick a woman next to him. And they, the Bible said if he touched this woman, that's how we would know if or you know, if he's dead. He will not touch this woman. After all the Bible said about his life, from sleeping with with uh, Bathsheba, siding with the Philistine, uh, putting the man on the front line to be killed because of his embarrassment, the Bible said he was a man after God's own heart. So are we are we trying to are, when we say is it about what we do? Or is about or the rather about what we do for him. Because mm. I, I and I go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. I was going to say that's what I was willing to give up for him. Because if it was up to me, I wouldn't have gave up anything. Because the flesh naturally wants to sin. But it's the spirit that wants to do right. But the Bible says that we are to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so at the end of the day, I was willing to give that up for him because I wanted more of him. Hmm. So that was that was the reason for me. I can't speak for everybody else. And I can attest and say from me giving up those things and me killing my flesh. Like Paul said, daily I kill my flesh. I have experienced God on another level. Uh-huh. What happened to them? No clue. I, I have uh there you go. No, he's back in. Okay. But I have experienced God on another level. So I would say me giving up those things was, was beneficial for me. I can't speak for anybody else. I'm not here to judge anybody else. I only really can speak for myself. Uh-huh. Wow. That's that's really good stuff because when, when you think about it, that was, but that's where you've gotten in ministry. You know, you have a successful ministry, you have a successful platform, and you're in a moment right now where you're helping, you know, with the Dope Girls Pray podcast. You have hundreds and thousands of women that listen to you every, you know, <laughs> week. And and, 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 and it's powerful because you're some of those people hope. You're their last. There's some people that's watching this right now and you're like, they like, you know what, if Dr. Henry can do it, I know oh, I can too. Amen. If, if Dr. Henry can do it, then I know that I can too. So I, I think that to, you know, that the music and the prophetic and even even what you what you gave up, you said what you were willing to sacrifice for God. That's so powerful because we all 
have to contrary to popular belief. And I kind of agree with some of the things Tim said, but we got all got to bear our cross. Mm-hmm. And there's some things God is going to say, no, I, I need that. I don't want, no, no. I need you to give me that. You need to allow me to take that away from you. You know, one of my mm-hmm. major struggles for a very, very, very long time was, was cussing. And, mm-hmm. and, and the Lord was like, and you know what is crazy is most prophets battle with cussing. Wow. Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six, he said, "Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips." The prophet mm. liked cussing. He did. Is this the <laughs> truth? And so he had to get. And when he confessed to God, "This is my problem," you got in that moment where you said, "This is my problem, God. I need you mm-hmm. to. I'm willing to give this up for you." And so, sacrifice and music and prophetic. It's all just intertwined and just so powerful. It just I could keep yeah. going on for hours. Yeah, and it it is true. Um, but like I said, I've I've seen the move of God, and from me giving up some things, and and I can't say that a hundred percent. I'm I am nowhere near perfect. We'll never be perfect. But from the start of me realizing the things that I needed to give up, I can say I've I've started to see God really really move. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life, and it that's what really causes me to want to give up more and to kill my flesh more because I just want so much more of God. Um, so we're going to move on to the next question. I don't know what happened to Tim. Um, can anyone be a psalmist? I don't think so. You know, with 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 the previous knowledge that I already had, and um, see, that's a tricky question because. When you say psalmist, it is someone whose life is devoted to God. We look mm-hmm. at all the scriptures in the Bible. We look, look at one of the biggest books in the Bible, the book of Psalms, because it's full of praise. So when, when we speak about a psalmist, that is someone whose life is fully dedicated to God. So mm-hmm. I do not think that everybody can be a psalmist if that answers your question, because I believe mm-hmm. that your time have to fully be devoted to him, fully be devoted to him. Um, now, but that, that's something I'm definitely going to pray about. And I'm going to really search the scriptures for it because I don't want to give the wrong answer. I, I, we have to study to show ourselves approved. Right. So I, right. I actually want to look into that a little deeper because I kind of can understand from both sides, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how I, how I feel about it. Yeah, but I just I just believe when someone is a true psalmist, um, and and whether it's singing or playing or whatever it is, things should change when they open their mouth. Absolutely. You know, things should change. The atmosphere should shift. Um, people should be delivered, healed, and set free through Jesus Christ. Um, when a person really truly has that gift, because mm-hmm. sometimes you know you get people, you know, and they know how to sing and everything, and the notes sound good. You be like, yes, you know, and it sounds appeasing, but I left with mm-hmm. nothing. Wow, I left with nothing, That's and good. so my thing is at the end of the mm-hmm. day, um, and I'm not saying like you, you, you got to be a psalmist because there's some people that. Uh, well, I can't say that. That is hard to say, but I think if, if you carry the heart of the Father. And like how you said, if, if that's your lifestyle, you know, the atmosphere can shame. You don't shift. You don't have to be a prophet to, you know, 100 percent to be a psalmist because there's a little old lady, you know, on 52nd Street on the corner church that stand up and saying amazing grace and shift the whole atmosphere because of her lifestyle, because she presses in the presence of the Lord. That is just who she is. Her words match her walk. 
And so God can use anyone. He can anoint anyone for the cause. So I, I do believe that wholeheartedly as well. Um, and the last question that we have is, how can um, prophetic music or music help with prayer? Oh, God. It can, that thing, I can pray. I wish I could pull it up if you don't mind. Go ahead. I got this uh, thing I listened to on Apple Music. I don't know if you guys got uh, iPhones or Androids. I pray you got an iPhone because I hate Androids. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I am looking it up right now. Here it is. Uh, no, that's not it. But it's a song that I listened to. Here it is right here. Let me see if I can play it. Let me see if I can play it. I listen to this when I'm sleeping. I listen to this every day because it's so, it, it, it brings me into another moment of prayer. And like you, like I told you, the prophet, Elijah, he said, give me a skilled minstrel. And they mm -hmm. went and got him a minstrel. And the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was upon him. There are some musicians that can take you into a moment where that when they begin to play, when Tim begin to play, the hand of God begins to fall on me. Yeah, wow. It begins to fall on me, and it's like it's nothing you can. It's it's undeniable, and that's why yeah. pastors and churches will pay musicians thousands of dollars every week because they know that they're bringing that anointing in. Mm -hmm. And so, so I admonish all of you. Here it is. I got. Like, oh, let me uh, let me mute that real quick. It's called Deep Dream. Wait a minute, let me mute my uh, thing. But I listen to this every night. I, I pray to this I, 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 when I'm fasting. And it, and it kind of just strengthens me and brings me into a moment of, of being thankful, you know, for all of the resources that God have given us to, there it is right there. I don't know if y'all can hear it. Let me turn it up. It's, it's very different. But this just brings me into a moment where I'm like, Lord, I, I thank you for this day. I thank you for, you know, allowing me to be in the land of the living. I thank you for, you know, uh, having clothes on my back and food on my table. I'm just grateful that I'm healthy. I have the activity of my limbs. And God, I intercede for America. And see, this music, it, it takes me into a moment where I can clear my head and forget about every. That's another thing. You have to clear your head. Everything you are going through that day does not matter because there's realms of prayer. Ah, yeah. glory to God, I feel this Come in the morning. There is realms of prayer. You've been at work all day and you come home and you begin to pray and say, Lord, I thank you for this day and Lord, continue to watch over me. You got your whole day on you. You have to get off of you. It takes yeah. a good 10, 15 minutes to get out of yourself. Mm. It takes a good 10, 15 minutes to pray until I actually feel the anointing and I hear the Holy Ghost on the inside of me telling me what to pray. Yeah. Come when on. I walk into that moment, that is the moment where I have entered into another realm of prayer. But the real reason why people never enter into that moment is because they like, I don't feel nothing happening. I don't feel nothing. Yeah. They get this, the enemy discourage you in that first realm. But once you mm -hmm. get to that second realm and you get to that third realm in prayer, I need to teach on that. Once you get to those realms in prayer, that's why the disciples asked Jesus, they said, man, how do we pray? He said, this is how you pray. Our 
father. Yeah. He didn't say my father. He said our father. That word represents possession. Mm -hmm. Jesus wanted them to understand that the same connection that I have with God the father, you can have it too. Mm -hmm. So as I begin to listen to this music, it, it begins to take me out of that first realm. That's the flesh. Got yeah. bills. I got all of this stuff. I got all of this stuff I'm battling with. Get out of that realm. That's the realm you mm -hmm. got to get out. So music gets you out of your flesh. And once mm -hmm. you get out of your flesh, you can go anywhere in the spirit. So it's it's just a multidimensional thing. Yeah, and, and I, I can agree because I know the one thing that I do, the Lord is training me in this season. I can't say that I do that. He's training me to do. Before that, I even start praying, I start worshiping. And I'll turn on the soaking music like as what you're playing. And I'll just start, you know, just reverencing the Lord, you know, and I'm just speaking, God, you're worthy. God, you're holy. God, you're excellent. Yeah. God, you're awesome. God, you're perfect. And then as I keep just, you know, just honoring him and then calling on him by his name, mm -hmm. um, you know, then I'll start singing, you know, prophetically. I'll, I'll sing, you know, just not what I hear just yet, because right. you're right. I'll sing to him. Right. You know, things to, to glorify him, you know, and to exert him. And then, you know, as I move up, mm -hmm. then the Lord is start, you know, allowing me to hear the music from heaven. And I'll start singing what I'm hearing. And yes, then Lord. I'll go into to prayer because I actually prayed with a young woman this morning and her friend. And that actually happened where, you know, we just went in. We start reverencing the Lord. We start praying. I start singing. You know, we started praying and then it turned into me prophesying and the Lord allowed me to hear, you know, certain things that pertain to both of the young women, the um, ladies. I've never talked to them before. You know, um, I didn't know anything about them, you know, and the Lord allowed me to hear certain things. So I do believe, you know, that that music is it is the umbilical cord. Not saying you don't always need music. The Lord talks without music you know mm -hmm. if he speak he speak he, he speaks when he want to speak he's speaking all the time people just have to listen and you have to you know train your spirit man you got to be conditioned to be so sensitive to the spirit that you hear his voice and that takes time it takes Absolutely. training it takes Absolutely. giving up some things even though tim talking about drinking but it takes giving up some things because sometimes we block ourselves from from a lot of things, from hearing, from seeing, from things we were supposed to receive, you know, all of that. Sometimes we block ourselves. And then some things is about appointed times, too. True. You know, the Lord, you know, open up, give us access. Thank you, Lord. Gives us access to, to certain things or different levels or doors when it's time. Absolutely. You know, everybody's not walking in the same door at the same time. You know, it, it just depends. But I know that God is in this season. He's he's accelerating a lot of things. So people are moving quickly. True. They're moving quickly. You start being stirred up. Um, people are walking into things, you know, that it took maybe somebody else three years to do. People are doing into three in three months. Literally. Yes. Very true. Literally. Very true. Very true. So, so powerful. Yes, sir. This has really been so. very enlightening. I, <laughs> we we gotta no, we need to do a part two. Let's do a part two very soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that way Tim can come back and play something. Right. Oh, yeah, that'll be real good. And I can flow and I can prophesy to a few of you. I already, uh, the Lord is beginning to speak to me a few, uh, concerning a few of you, but I will wait till the next one. Yes, sir. We'll do a part two. We'll bring you back on. Okay. <laughs>
Thank you so much. I'm, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. That's our time. You guys were just tuned in to Dope Girls Pray Podcast. And our topic of the night was the music and the prophetic with our guest speaker, um, Prophet Adele Kimbrough and Tim D. Clinton. You guys have a good night. Mm-hmm.